Welcome to Next Level Healing. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Perry. For 25 years, I've helped professionals, first responders, celebrities, Olympians, teachers, moms, dads, and people just like you achieve their results better and faster than they thought possible. This is where measurable modern science meets the quantum. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive right in. Welcome to Next Level Healing. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Perry. I am so delighted with the guests that we have today. His time is so valuable, and the fact that he was able to get away from his patients for just a minute to share his message means the world to me. This is Dr. Ming Wong. He is a Harvard and MIT graduate, MD, magna cum laude. He's one of the very few laser eye surgeons in the world today who holds a doctorate degree in laser physics. He is co-founder of the nonprofit Common Ground Network. The movie Sight that he has made is based on Dr. Wang's autobiography, From Darkness to Sight, which stars Greg Kinnear. As a teenager, Dr. Ming fought valiantly to escape China's cultural revolution, during which millions of innocent young people were deported to remote areas to face a life sentence of hard labor, poverty, and I believe near starvation, if I'm not incorrect about that. Dr. Ming came to America with only $50 in his pocket and earned two doctoral degrees. He also got a perfect score on his AMCATs. He skipped three years of high school with the unbelievable support of his parents. His story is heroic beyond measure, and I'm so delighted to have him here. Um, his two doctoral degrees are in laser physics uh, and one in medicine. He graduated with the highest honors from Harvard Medical School and MIT. The Wang Foundation for Sight Restoration has helped patients from over 40 states in the U.S. and 55 different countries all with site restoration surgeries performed free of charge. Dr. Wang was named Kiwanis Nashvillian of the Year for his lifelong dedication to helping blind orphan children from around the world. So grateful to have a piece of your time, Dr. Wang. Thank you for coming on and sharing your message. Thank you, Dr. Perry, uh, for the honor and the opportunity to be on your Next Level Healing show. So um, I actually had the opportunity because I've studied acupuncture and nutritional medicine. I went and lived in China two years after the Cultural Revolution, and it was really um, an eye opener to realize um, I actually had teachers who escaped the Cultural Revolution as well. One of them shared with me stories of what it was like to be in a Chinese, um, basically internment slave labor camp. And when he told me of this, I thought, wow, I couldn't survive that. And he really looked me dead in the eyes and he says, yes, you would. Um, it was really, it was a very sobering uh, thought um, of what human beings can live through. Um, uh, your film depicts what your family went through. And I think your message is ultra important that we appreciate and recognize the freedoms that we have here in America. Um, and you are doing that through helping people realize that we really have mostly common ground that we're standing on. And to allow the splinters of quote unquote division and fear uh, be used as manipulation tools to tear us under um, is less than favorable. So um, I think I'm just going to turn it over to you, Dr. Wang, um, to tell us a little bit of your story. I know you've got a presentation 
um, that's going to answer a lot of our questions as to where you came from, um, your values, why you um, are so your dedication to this is extraordinary. Uh, the 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 countless hours that you spend learning how to restore people's sight. In your film, you have a, a young girl who unfortunately was blinded deliberately so that she could be a more valuable, bigger child in um, India. And um, a very loving nun brought her to you with very, very high hopes of her vision being restored. And um, your tireless hours that you put into figuring this out and the miraculous gift um, that the hours of hiding in a in a closet while the red guard was storming the place and your poor mother you know had i believe 32 bones broken in this incident you know and you're petrified as a young person hiding in a closet and yet grace allowed you to see something in that closet that allowed you to figure out uh, a, a special, very unique way to restore vision. So so even though that was a, a, a extremely painful uh, experience for you, um, chock full of trauma, um, you managed to turn that around and, and give this amazing gift of sight back to young people who, well, people of all ages who wouldn't have a chance to see otherwise. Yes. Um, thank you, Dr. Perry. The I appreciate all the homework you have done and you are very familiar with some, um, that's a mark of a good, uh, what do you call it? Good writer, good journalist, a good interviewer, good, uh, someone who really um, put heart to what you do, you know, really appreciate it. And um, I want to uh, maybe um, just a, a, a presentation about 15 minutes or so to briefly talk about where I came from and trying to address two main questions. One is, why are we so polarized as a nation? And second is what can we do to uh, overcome our polarization and find the common ground? So why are we so polarized? Why? And what we, can we do to overcome the polarization? So I'm gonna uh, share on the screen. Um, this is just 15 uh, minutes or so presentation, pretty quick. And then we have plenty of time to talk about uh, to discuss about these things. So my passion commitment is to help us find common ground and find solutions. And um, um, our nation is so polarized. We're so increasingly fixated on our differences rather than appreciating what we have in common. We are increasingly unable to uh, work across political aisle, racial divides, and ethnic divisions. So that begs first and foremost, why are we so polarized? Why are we so polarized? Over the years that people have been asking me why I'm so interested in this topic, why I'm so motivated to help us overcome the polarization and find a common ground. My answer is very simple. I'm so motivated to help us overcome the polarization is because I've been there, I've done that. I've suffered from through a extreme form of polarization, which is dictatorship. So my message, my book, and also the movie Sight, uh, which will be released by Universal Studios on October 27th in theaters across the United States is America, let's don't go there. I grew up in during cultural revolution from 1966 to 1976, where <clears throat> 
millions, 20 million high school graduates were sent away to some of the poorest part of the country and condemned uh, to a lifetime of poverty and hard labor. 1974, I was 14. I finished my junior high and I was looking forward to attending 10th grade and beyond when the deportation order came down to me as well. Just like 20 million others, I was going to be sent away to labor camp for life. In order to avoid the devastating fate of being sent away to labor camp, um, my parents found out that if I could play a music instrument, in this case, a Chinese violin, or who, or learn dance, I might be getting into government song and dance uh, propaganda troupe. Therefore, avoid being sent away to labor camp for life. Um, then that plan didn't work. Then I got lucky in 1976, and the Cultural Revolution ended. So after 10 years, uh, in which all the universities and colleges in China were shut down. All the schools reopened, got reopened again. It was a once in a lifetime to go to school again, but I only had junior high education, ninth grade. But my parents said, you got to go back to school tomorrow and go straight, jump ahead, three years ahead to the 12th grader and participate, compete against other 12th graders for the college entrance exam. There's only 1% of the 12th grader could get in that year, 1976, because there were 10 times more applicants that year because of backlog of all students who graduated from high school in all the 10 years prior to that never got the chance to go to college. So I had to do the impossible, jump three years ahead overnight from nine to 12, and then compete against other 12th graders for the 1% chance of getting to college. And I asked my parents, why couldn't I wait for three years you know, allow me to go through 10th, 11th, 12th. My parents know you have to do, you have to participate exam right now. Why? My mom said, um, uh, what, if, what if government shut down college again next year for another 10 years? You see, for people who um, did not have freedom, when freedom came, however briefly, they treasure it. So my parents helped me and I had to do the impossible, got so stressed out, but fortunate with their strong support. And uh, I was fortunate I did get into college and in 1982 with $50 borrowed from a visiting American professor with a Chinese English dictionary. Knowing no one in this country could hardly speak English. I and two other guys were dropped at National Airport, Washington, DC. We were called the Three Musketeers. Even though we were poor, but we were happy. Why? We were free. I had a good fortune attending some of the wonderful schools in this country. Since then, I've decided to become a laser eye surgeon. And I realized that medicine today is more and more about the combination of laser technology and medicine. However, majority, almost all doctors uh, got good training in medicine, half of that. But the technological side, they do not have the opportunity to get in-depth training. But you can only be a good laser eye surgeon if you know both sides of the story, knowing medicine, but also knowing the technology. So I've decided to get two doctor degrees, one in laser physics and one in medicine. And so I can become a good laser eye surgeon who knows not just medicine, an MD, but also laser technology with a PhD. I've performed over 55 thousand laser vision corrections, including all over 4,000 doctors. 
And I was very blessed to be able to go to Harvard and MIT for the trainings. These are the textbooks that I published over the years in cataract and LASIK surgery fields. In particular, if you look in the right upper corner, surgical correction of presbyopia, that's the most exciting development in this field of laser vision correction because we now can correct presbyopia or aging eyes now to get rid of reading glasses. The age of my patients span from 18 to 107. The Chinese violin I used to play during Cultural Revolution has truly become a hobby. And now even dancing and that, that I learned during Cultural Revolution to escape labor camp has become a hobby as well. About 25 years ago, um, I felt that as an immigrant who have benefited from the wonderful freedom that America has given me the opportunity, I want to pay back. So I formed a nonprofit organization to focus on helping blind orphan children from around the world. With all the doctors, we donate our services. And I want to have a way to engage the public in this noble cause of restoring sight in blind orphan children. So what I decided to do to bring this cause of sight restoration for blind orphan children out of the clinic into the society at large is to build a concept called the eyeball. That when you come to eyeball, which it would be eight, 900 people, all in tails, ball gowns, it was like throwback in, into 17th century Vienna. But the point is when you see all the beautiful dancing, then remind all of us how precious human sight is because without sight, we as human beings will miss a big part of our lives and how much we need to help those who have lost sight. My story um, has been made into a book from darkness to sight and also uh, a film, Sight, co-starring Greg Kinnear. October 27th, Friday, Universal Studio will release this film in theaters across the United States. The theme of the film is about freedom. It's about faith. And uh, I'm myself a Christian. And it's also about common ground, respect for minority and immigrants. Here, I would like to show you a little trailer of the film, Side. And for the audience, you can turn up the volume of the computer a little bit so you can hear the sound better. I'm glad to help you see again. You said it was impossible. Ah, there he is, the good doctor. You're going to be on the cover of the Tennessee Herald tomorrow morning. You may get a date out of that. Uh, no, that picture. Very slender one. Our pro bono office got a call from India. A little girl, six years old. Apparently, street beggars make more money if they're legitimately blind. So the stepmother poured sulfuric acid in each of her eyes. I'm glad to help you see again. Good job. Is it true that multiple doctors declared your patient irreversibly blind? Yes, but I developed this new breakthrough technology. Here we go. Do you see the light? No. I can't see anything. I have this patient from India. She reminds me of some things in the past that I can't get over. The present is made possible by the past. A long time ago, back in China, there was an uprising in my hometown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many bad things happened. So we came to America. Yes. It's hard getting into medical school, but you coming from China, don't waste your time. 
You cannot choose the past, man. She's like, I was stuck. Hello, doctor. This is Maria. We want to give her a chance to see you again. I don't even know if I can perform surgery anymore. And if do you not really need to just let go? I just don't want Maria to end up like John. Can only do our best. I'm with you, man. We can do this. I refuse to believe there is no purpose. Will you be praying for you? The job is teaching me that there's more to life than what you see. We have to keep going, but you said it was impossible. Can you see yourself, Maria? I'm so pretty. <laughs> So the movie, as I said, will be released by Universal Studios um, October 27th in theaters across the United States. And uh, so in the process of studying, uh, this movie talked about how to find, the, how to do a research developer technology to help. So I want to show you one example of finding common ground, one example is in the area of faith and science. I built a nonprofit organization over the years with Dr. Rice Brooks. We've been trying to study how to find the common ground. And uh, so one particular area of common ground finding is in the area of faith and science. Because people don't believe uh, there's a, a common ground between faith and science. If up to the scientists, we'll do whatever research, you know, stem cell, fetal tissue, without regard for the uh, human lives and because some of these embryonic stem cells will hurt a fetus. But if we're up to the Christians or people with faith and then we'll say no such research at all. So we got stuck. That's an example of how our society got stuck when neither side wants to reach beyond themselves and to study the other side and trying to attempt to work together. And our human society is so polarized because our innate human nature for power and control. So let's answer the question that I posed earlier, uh, why we are so polarized. So I wanted to study how to help patients, blind orphan children, restore their eyesight after injury by preventing the scar. And I realized that an unborn child can actually heal without scar, but I didn't want to hurt the baby alive. So I got stuck also. Fortunately, I did not give up. I persisted for many years. Eventually, with other scientists, we discovered that we can use placenta, which is discarded after a baby's born. So I got the placenta donated to me by mothers after giving birth to children. That placenta is discarded anyway. You see a photo on the left, the placenta. And I, through many years of research, I developed the amniotic placenta contact lens. When I put these amniotic membrane placenta contact lenses onto um, older patients uh, or, or the injured patients and the trauma patients, I found that it can indeed um, reduce scar and restore eyesight. And today, amniotic membrane contact lens has been now being used by um, uh, eye doctors uh, throughout the world, tens of thousands of eye doctors in nearly every nation, and millions of patients have their eyesight restored. Not only this is a scientific um, achievement, but also to me, it means that science and faith can indeed work together. If somehow we can overcome our human nature for just for power and control, 
being more willing to come out of little our little cocoon and reach out, see beyond ourselves, and based on our shared humanity, be more willing to work together despite our differences. We will be able to truly make progress in our human society. With such a research, I want to show you a story of one such patient who were helped by um, uh, this um, amnia demembrane technology. Maria is from a country near Ukraine called Moldova. The summer of 2012, uh, my husband and I were um, fortunate to be able to take our family, um, ourselves and our children to Moldova. And our goal was to work at a summer camp for um, children that the majority of them are orphans. We walk into camp and all of a sudden there's this, there's this beautiful girl sitting there on a bench all by herself. She just looked so sad, so lonely and her head was down and nobody was around her. And so um, I went up with her to her with a translator and um, I said, hi, you know, I introduced myself. and. She told me that her name was Maria, but that's all, you know, I could pretty much get out of her. She wouldn't look up at me. And I, I said, Maria, let me see your beautiful face. Let me see you. I want to see you. And she looked up at me. And it was then that I realized that uh, she had something just terribly wrong with her eyesight. I could tell. A year after Eyeball 2012, that when we first heard about Maria, Maria walked into, uh, came to the United States and walked into our One Vision 3D cataract and LASIK center. We sat down and I um, plotted out the whole site restoration surgical plan and involved 10 different steps. Um, each of steps can have two possible outcomes, success or failure. And we can only get to the next step if the previous step is perfect or successful. I know that that's a very small possibility for humans, but God is powerful. Look at her. 
So the Maria's miracle would not be possible if we're not to, due to the fact that as a scientist, I'm willing to seek that common ground between science and faith and being willing to try to overcome our human innate need for control and power and being willing to see beyond ourselves. So my central two questions today is why we are so polarized. My answer is from my life experience, cultural evolution, China came to America for freedom. We're so polarized, we're, we're so unwilling to work together as fellow Americans. It's because we have forgot how blessed we are. Because if we truly appreciate the freedom we have, just like a marriage, if a husband and wife truly appreciate their marriage, even though there's differences, um, they are more willing to say, you know, honey, I, we are not different on this thing, but don't we have so much else in common? On the other hand, if they do not appreciate their marriage, they're more likely to shout and yelling, hurting each other's feelings. So the symptom of polarization, the inability to work together across political aisles, racial divides, and ethnic divisions in America today it is because we have forgot how blessed we are to live in a country where millions of refugees, immigrants like myself, uh, have put uh, lives on the line so that we can come here to live in America. And this is a uh, what this is an example of high level healing that your show Dr. Terry is all about, right? Is to uh, to dig into the root cause of symptoms in our society to address and. Second question I tried to uh, discuss is how we can overcome polarization. And along that line, I've learned that we need to go beyond ourselves, learn um, a set of methods, which is hard to do, but we must. This is this the common ground uh, seeking steps that uh, our common ground network the nonprofit has been able to establish over the years. S T E P S. Yes, you got to see the common ground. It's like husband and wife, if you have dispute, if you're unwilling to see what you have in common, whether it's across Democrats, Republican, across black and white people, across East and West, then you never find the common ground. T, trade places. Over the years, I've learned that simple truth as an ophthalmologist, if I want to, you know, uh, Dr. Tara say, um, help you uh, solve your eye problem, then I have to trade places with you. I have to listen to you. I have to try to see through uh, your eyes the rest of the world because in this uh, planet of 8 billion people, you're the only individual who is seen through that pair of eyes of yours. So if I don't listen to you, I don't try to uh, trade places with you to see the world through your eyes, I will never be able to solve your eye problem. So we got to speak the language of not the speaker, but the listener. Empathy, uh, we tend to, when we meet different people with different opinions today, we tend to yell and shout, demonize the, uh, demonizing the other side. But instead, can we try, Dr. Weisbrooks always talk about the SALT principle, S-A-L-T, when we meet someone who has different opinions. S, start a conversation. A, ask a question. L, listen. And then and only then talk. P, perseverance. If it's the right thing to do, there's uh, that you got to persist. And side, film side, it's about that. And finally, put into action. Not just talking about it, but actually do it. You know, we all say we love America. We love this country. But loving this country 
uh, loving the freedom that we have is a lot more than just singing a national anthem. A lot more than that. It has to be uh, manifested by an action that proves that we do love America. And that action, which is my central theme of my presentation today, is our willingness to work together despite our differences for the sake of this country. So finally, I just want to say again, the film will be released by the Universal Studios um, well, October 27th in theaters across the United States. I would like to invite everyone to go to support this film and then therefore we send a message to Hollywood and America that there are people in America, we do care about freedom, faith, and we do care about the spirit of America that defines our country, is that we're, we're a country that people are willing to seek common ground, willing to love each other despite the difference, willing to work together across our differences for the sake of America. Very nice, Dr. Wang. Thank you so much. Um, I, I think that those that don't learn from the past are condemned to repeat it. And I think uh, we all have so much to learn from people who have lived through so much hardship um, and um, totalitarianism, government control. Uh, I know my father was at the Nuremberg trials and they asked Goebbels, who was Hitler's right hand man, you know, how did you get the German people to do what you know you wanted them to do? And he shrugged and he said it was easy. You just scare them. So. When people are frightened, um, I think they are more easily manipulated into believing things that they wouldn't otherwise believe. Um, there's been some amazing studies done on that. Um, there's a Milgram experiment, which I'm sure you're familiar with, where one study participant was asked to shock somebody on the other side of a, of a wall. And the stunning thing was, is the person telling him to do the shocking was not even identified as a doctor. He was just wearing a white coat. The participant was just being paid some nominal amount of money, you know, $5 an hour to participate. And all it took was the person in authority to say, it's okay, I take full responsibility to turn the shock way up into the danger zone. Um, so it's, I think it's important for us to understand human behavior. Um, my father made me very aware of a book called The Extraordinary Delusions, The Extraordinary Popular Delusions and Madness of Crowds. Um, and... And it's very important, like you're saying, Dr. Wang, for us to get very sober and realize that our freedom is precious and that we have much more in common than we do differences and to celebrate that because it's such a gift to have those and people like you know what it's like to lose them. And the rest of us have so much to benefit from that wisdom um, um, cause again, people that things tend to happen in cycles. And once you see those patterns starting to repeat, it's so important to gain the wisdom of people who have lived through such difficult times. And your movie is a huge inspiration. I really and encourage people to see it, to get a taste of what that time was like. Um, I shared office, uh, in Beverly Hills with a man who was a leading, uh, internist at Cedar sinai and his parents also had if 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 you had anything during that time period whether it was an education property whatever um your life was very much in danger um you were targeted as the bad thing the bad element of society and so therefore you needed to be 
downtrodden, uh, shamed, have everything taken away from you, uh, educational opportunities, your property. And so his parents actually escaped from China underneath the floorboards of a boat mm -hmm. uh, when they came to America. And they also had nothing. And again, when you have nothing and you are given freedom, which is a precious, precious gift, you, you, you treasure it and you work really, really hard. Um, the, the effort that you put in, Dr. Wang, to skipping three grade levels as a young person and having the wisdom of your parents to say, look, you have to act now. This, this opportunity might not come again. And then to end up being so phenomenal, uh, I cannot even imagine the focus and the energy that you put into your studies to end up getting a perfect score on your MCATs and, and overcoming racism and, and at first being told, you know, don't even try to apply to a school here in America because at, at that time, again, apparently it was rather difficult. It obviously isn't today, but you blazed that trail. And because of your perfect scores, you were able to go to any school in America that you, you wanted to. So to sum it up and put a big bow on everything, um, I think some of the big takeaways to healing at many levels, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually are to, to have faith, to have vision, inner vision, uh, you know, to, to be able to, to see a, a better outcome and to have the perseverance and the, and take the action to follow through. Um, you know, when I'm working with people who are overcoming trauma, you know, it's scary. There's internal triggers that make you want to go back to the bad behaviors. Um, and it takes vision and courage to, to march and, and walk a path to the vision of, of seeing, uh, people, talking, uh, building bridges across what appears to be barriers to, to communication, to cooperation, uh, because truly at the end of the day, what we have is so, 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 so precious. Um, you know, we want to, to guard that and to honor it and celebrate it. And, you know, you're out dancing, um, you, you even play the instrument. I, I hope you're for, for this time period, uh, Dr. Wang's schedule is so crazy busy, but he is offering screenings at his facility. Um, he so generously offers pizza and wine and plays this amazing instrument that he had to play as a child to just survive, um, and not be sent away to a lifetime of, of slave labor. So, um, gosh, um, what would you like to add to this picture um, as we start to uh, put a bow on this and, and sum it up for the hour? I would like to add this in the context of what you do, Dr. Perry, that it's a next level healing, right? And uh, cite the film, uh, it's about vision. It's, as you said, the inner vision. It's about seeing beyond. Here's, I'm holding a book. Uh, it's my um, pastor, Dr. Westbrook, and I wrote about seeing beyond, summarizing the story, the key lines, and also the messages from the film side. It's about seeing beyond five things that demonstrate through actual stories in the movie. First is seeing beyond our pain. Mm -hmm. you know? And if we are stuck in our pain and that we cannot see beyond and our life suffers. In the film, the, the, the seeing beyond pain is powerfully demonstrated by this five-year-old uh, Indian child, Kajo, who's intentionally blinded as such, and how she could see beyond her pain and move on, and also not only move on and find space in her heart to love others. Second scene beyond is seeing beyond our circumstance. And in the movie, this was powerfully demonstrated by my parents, despite the poverty, 
they somehow they saw beyond the circumstance and believe there is could be better tomorrow. So they insisted me studying hard, studying hard, studying hard, even though we didn't have enough to eat. Without my parents, I will not have today. That's why I dedicate this film, Sire, to my father. Third thing beyond is seeing beyond ourselves. You know, very often, as you know, that, um, that in your next level healing teaching and therapies, that if people are too uh, confined to themselves, life is all about me, that cannot think beyond oneself, we end up suffering also. And in, in this movie, as you alluded to early, that I have met, tried to overcome that and trying to see there's a bigger picture in life. And even though there was suffering during cultural revolution, but even that suffering when Red God came to raid the university, destroying everything, there's a purpose I can see beyond that and to, in, in, in fact, inspired by their suffering and the perseverance, being able to come up with new solution now to help more patients. Number four, seeing beyond, seeing beyond our own culture. You know, I think we're so polarized today because well, many, many times we could not see beyond our own culture, ethnicity, uh, and race. If we could do that, we would bring so much when we're willing to work together. And finally, um, it's seen beyond our polarization that the, the story of immigrant and the minority who came to this country with nothing is to show that America is a country that worth all of us to sing our beyond our own polarization and to try to come together. And so the movie site is about these five scene beyond, scene beyond our pain, circumstance, ourselves, our own culture, and our polarization, and which is a, a perfect um, example for your show today about the next level healing, that is to see beyond. I would love to just uh, chime in because there's a portion in your movie that is really brings tears to your eyes the little girl that you so valiantly wanted to restore her sight. Um, and she, her depth of, of, of trauma, having the acid pour, intentionally poured in her eyes as a child was just so deep that it wasn't responsive to this uh, incredibly cutting edge therapy. But there was, again, that beautiful twist of grace where you ended up seeing through her because she was such a loving child, even though she didn't get her sight back, she found deep, deep, deep happiness in community, inspiring other children. Yes. And when you saw that, you were so moved because you felt like you had been a failure for not being able to deliver what you wanted. But then you realized she already had the gift of, of, of yes. true inner vision and freedom within her own heart because she was connecting and and sharing love and and giving um even without physically being able to see so that was so beautiful yes seeing beyond ourselves and then i just wanted to also add that um uh we do when things seem like they're not going our way when we experience fear there's another study that's really important the ash study which you might be familiar with where uh there's a, a test subject and the test subject is unwittingly uh, unknowing to them, surrounded by uh, study participants, um, and they're they're looking at lines and they're choosing which line is the middle length line. Mm. The very obvious answer, but 
uh, you know, af- after the first one, they all agree. The second one, they all agree. I don't know. The third or fourth one comes along and all the other subjects that are the, the other participants that are in on it um, start saying, well, another line is the middle line. Not, you know, even though it's so obvious that this is the middle line, you know, the the other one starts saying, well, no, this this is the, the middle line. This is the one. And so they the, the when when the the real subject is subject to the other's seeing something that isn't true and reporting something that isn't true, but he thinks that they're reporting what they think is true, he'll start changing his uh, or her uh, answer because even though he knows what he's seeing and is say and reporting back is wrong, he doesn't want to be outside of what everybody else is saying. So that's just a, a very clear. Um, so he starts saying the wrong answer, even though he can fully see that it's the wrong answer. And that's just a very clear example that humans when we're in fear, we want to get along. We don't want to say what we know in our hearts is the right answer. Um, you know, even though we may very clearly fe- feel it, see it, know it in our hearts. But if everybody else is acting other than that, we will get pulled and and go along, you know, like sheep, unfortunately. So um, I think that's also an important message to take with us moving into the future, that if you do see something and know something in your heart, um, that feels in your gut, like it's correct that, you know, you want to honor that, um, because we, as humans tend to want what's good and correct. You know, we want to share, we want to treat each other with respect. We want to, um, find common ground. We want to have that loving community rather than polarization and division, which is based on fear and the desire for grabbing power um, which is all, you know, an illusion at the end of the day anyway, because real power comes from real community. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it's a human nature is innately calling for this power and control and polarization. And uh, he, uh, Jonathan Hyatt, the famous psychologist in his book, uh, Righteous Mind, it shows that we are not only selfish as human beings, we're also uh, groupish, which is what you said in terms of inference by peers. It's very important to recognize these pitfalls in our human behavior, and then we have a chance to overcome that. And uh, uh, at the end, we need to recognize if we just follow human nature alone, which is for powering, controlling security, then we're con- going to continue the deadly spiral of polarization. So we have to rise above that. We have to rise above recognizing human pitfalls, but devise, devise a way to cope with it, such as what I suggest, the common ground seeking steps. All these common ground seeking steps, S, see the common ground, T, speaking the language of the listener, um, E, empathy, um, P, perseverance, final S, put into action, actually sought to come, seek a common ground with us. All these are not based on human nature itself because human nature is not doing these things. However, only by rise above human nature to heed a higher calling, to see a bigger picture, to recognize at the end of the day, we have to overcome all human innate insecurity, fear, and uh, wanting to have power and control. Uh, then, then to find a common ground, can we advance humanity? Otherwise, humanity is doomed if we continue just simply follow the human nature self, plus the fact that leaders are manipulating us to, by taking advantage of human nature, and digital social media companies are further polarizing us for their economic gains, the click rate. 
hundred percent. And that's gotten significantly worse since everything can be measured and tracked so yes. incredibly thoroughly well. Dr. Wang, uh, I'm so grateful that you're here. Um, your time is so precious. Um, I, I have a dear friend who also is a as an eye surgeon, he started Clarity Eye Group in Huntington Beach, and I am in just absolute awe of what uh, you do for a living because you routinely take people who are blind and give them their sight back. And what a gift. And you in particular have just created so many new um, um, creative ways of solving problems that hadn't been solved before. Uh, deeply grateful. So I just want to mention again that his film is coming out. Sight uh, is being released by Universal. Please go see it. It's coming out October uh, 27th on a Friday. Nice. Uh, and there's also, if you're in the Nashville area, there's a Freedom Ball that uh, Dr. Wang is part of and hosting. Um, uh, we'd love to see you there. I will be there for sure with my friends. Uh, Dr. Wang, thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to say in closing? I just want to congratulate you on your wonderful Next Level Healing show has really elevated our awareness of the deep, uh, how, trying to identify root cause of suffering and to solving problem, bring healing at the deepest level. Thank you for your work too. Thank you so much. Um, we're so grateful to have you here. Um, and thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Next Level Healing. Please like, subscribe, and let us know how this helped you. How can it be even more life-changing? We love hearing from you. And if you're eager to upgrade your life, click the button here or go to consultterra.com and get your free customized GPS map. Get the coordinates for where you are now and where you want to go. Clients consistently report it's faster and easier than they thought possible. Remember, you were meant for more, and it is available to you. See you right here next week for our next episode. <laughs>